0: Happy birthday to me! Happy birthday to me! Oh! Drum-dum-dee-dum
1: oh. Drum-dee-dum-dee-dum-dee-dum
2: A big hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. My guest this week is Jesse Catherine Weber, one of the co-host of the Can I Kick It podcast and the first ever returning guest to Heavy Metal. You know her best from the Jeepers, It's the Creepers episode. Jesse, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back.
1: Thank you so much for having me again. And what a point in the history of Scooby-Doo we've arrived at.
2: Yeah, I should have. Uh, I didn't. I forgot to say what we're watching. Uh, we, we watched... <laughs> Happy birthday, Scooby Doo parts one and two. That's the
1: mm-hmm.
3: premiere
2: episode of the new Scooby Doo mysteries. Um, really, just this is the weird stuff. Yep, dipped our toe in a little bit. You know, thirteen ghosts is a little. Yes, odd.
1: I I just listened to that episode between uh, last night and this morning. That's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. but yeah, we have. We are really—I don't know. I guess we could have planted ourselves even more firmly in the Scrappy Doo era. This is this is at least a pretty Scooby-focused episode. We yeah. we have not chosen one of the—you know—we could have chosen a package of shorts that included a Yabba Doo short. Then we that, would have that, really that is, been yeah.
2: in the Scrappy Doo era. But those are maybe truly next time. Yeah, those are truly the the worst that it gets. I, would I say. watched this...
1: a lot of them in preparation for
2: this. They're oh, really bad. Um, that, I think that's a good way to sort of segue into discussing how the show got to this point. So mm-hmm. the
3: Scrappy Do show ran for a very long time. <laughs> like, yeah. like,
2: Ten years plus, like nine seasons. Yeah, there's like
1: almost a hundred Scrappy-Doo, Scooby, yeah. Shaggy shorts, or some of them are Yabba-Doo yeah, shorts.
2: Yeah, because that's how. Because like, it started out as just like, okay, this is regular Scooby-Doo with now right. we introduced Scrappy. It's a twenty-minute episode. Yes, it's going to be a mystery. We just have a another sidekick this time. Yeah, and I watched several of those, and they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, they just The first
1: couple are, like, very convoluted, Those would be interesting to talk about. Like, there's the one, have you seen the one where they, like, go to Fantasyland so that Velma can solve a mystery with Sherlock Holmes?
2: Yeah, they have their own, like, Westworld episode. Instead of Westworld, it's a, like, foggy London town.
1: (laughs) Right, well, they have
2: the option of going
1: to any town that they want, and that's the one they choose. Yeah, yeah
2: uh weird um yeah <laughs> but then after that they decide that well that was simply too much work coming up with a mystery every
0: episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they they kick the gang out so now it's just shaggy, scooby and scrappy mm-hmm. and they have these uh shorts that um would be packaged in with different shows the shows changed over time sometimes it was richie rich sometimes it was Mutt sometimes yeah. it was the The puppy power hour, or whatever. Um, Yeah. But the Scooby Doo shorts would stay the same mostly. um, It would be, there'd be one or two where the boys are are running away from a monster. They're not unmasking a monster. There's no mystery. They're just leading into the, oh, there's a monster and there are, um, and they're going to do some bits. (laughs) And then one of the three would be, there wouldn't be a monster at all. It would just be them Mm -hmm. doing. Bits against nothing, yeah. and those are really, really bad. And then, yeah, make matters worse, as you alluded to, towards the <laughs> end of that run, they bring in Yabadoo and get rid of Shaggy yes. and Scooby, <laughs> um, which is
1: just <laughs> terrible, terrible stuff. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Uh, yeah, um, one of my favorites of those shorts is where you find out that. Uh, they they unravel a mummy and they think that they've defeated it, but then you find out that no, in fact, under every mummy is an invisible man.
2: <laughs> that's, I mean, it's great. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But then over time, as that wore on and on, they came back with the new Scrap- Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show, yes. which is where they reintroduced Wh- Daphne. Yeah, which basically
1: is th- that, and the new, uh, the new Scooby Doo mysteries, the one that we're talking about, the premiere of, are basically season one and two of the same show.
2: Yeah, they're they're basically the same thing. They are now eleven minute episodes with mysteries. Um, uh huh. And which is are... also bad because
1: yeah. it's it's eleven minutes. I mean, even eight minutes is kind of too long for a short, but eleven yeah. minutes is a time where. You have to do some kind of business, but yeah. there's not time to do any interesting business. So it's yeah. just... Uh, nothing interesting ever happens in these episodes. It's just like, you gotta run through the plot, do yeah. some perfunctory get-and-chase.
2: But they are yeah. at least have the refuge of their being someone who's not the three dummies and yeah. their being and unmasking at the end. You know what I mean? Like right. It is literally the bare minimum. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, that really is the bonkers thing about these shorts that are just scooby and uh, scrappy and shaggy is that, uh, you You know, you have this idea in comedy and the language around it has changed. You know, I think the the classic Uh, term is you have the straight man. I think that is, you know, people understandably don't really uh, like that language. The language that I've most recently heard is that you usually want to have a voice of reason and a fool. Yeah. And you, you can kind of get it. It's better to have only fools than only voices of reason. But if you're having only fools, you usually want them to be fools in the same way. You just you just got like a bunch of... I guess Scooby and Shaggy are basically fools in the same way. And but Shaggy then becomes... Than, and
2: Scrappy becomes the voice of reason. Right,
1: Scrappy is either the voice of reason or he's just a different type of fool. It doesn't yeah. work.
2: It causes lots of problems. It is interesting yeah. how... Because like, for years, the writers were like, well the the stuff with, you know, Fred, Daphne, and Velma, that's the boring stuff. We don't want to write that. We right. just want to... And they decided that instead of making those three characters more interesting, they would just get rid of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or even, like, solution. they
1: could... And they do that in a little... They do this a little in the episode we're about to talk about. Uh, and, you know, they, they kind of do it in those earlier episodes when Daphne's back. You could split up Scooby and Shaggy and laid out Fred, Daphne, and Velma and put them in different pairings and then you've got someone interesting in each group.
2: Yeah, they eventually figure out in the modern times that they can just, you know, try to make the rest of it interesting and then it will... That's what makes modern Scooby-Doo good is that all five characters are compelling to watch at all times. (laughs) But with the new scooby Mysteries, it's still most of the time 11-minute episodes with Daphne and the boys. but. Every now and then, they would have these double-part, full feature-length episodes, in which they would bring back Fred and, and Velma. And this is yes. one of those. It's the first of those. So this is the first time that Fred and Velma have been seen since the first season of the Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show. Yes. Um, so, Jesse, mm-hmm. before we get into talking about this crazy, crazy episode... Um, you just told me that you have come prepared with something.
3: That's right.
1: Me. I have. It's more something for me. I would say. Uh, okay. Perhaps, unfortunately. Uh, that's fine. I'm fine gonna. Society. I'm gonna turn my camera on. Okay. Uh, what we've got here that I have been given recently. Is an unopened Scooby-Doo Pez dispenser. Yes, yeah. Uh, look,
2: look at him there.
1: Yeah, he's uh. And so I am going to try out the Scooby-Doo Pez dispenser.
2: Okay, here we go uh, yes.
1: on air. You can collect. It says collect them all, but then there's uh only pictures of five of the six members of the gang. I don't know what's going on with that. Um. They left there's... out Scrappy uh, oh. for some
2: reason. Is this from. How old is this? This pez? Is this
1: brand not, new? Uh, there's
2: it... not a date
1: on it. Uh, it's best before 12626. So hopefully that okay. means 2026 and not 1926. <laughs> um, all right. Let's this thing open.
2: <laughs> Pez dispensers. I think I surely have had a Scooby-Doo Pez dispenser at some point in my lifetime. Um, I think I definitely had a either Goofy or Donald Duck as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But I definitely
1: must have I'm had a scooby this is not the first Pez dispenser I've ever owned, though I don't think I still own any others. Um... This is now my only one.
2: Here, well, you have taken it out of you. Taken it out of the box, so its its value yeah. is ruined now.
1: It's That's just right. for you. Uh huh. Just for me. And there are three flavors of Pez. Would you say yes. that I should try lemon, grape, or cherry?
2: I remember lemon being good.
1: Okay, then let's. See. Let's do that. that. Is... There are there are uh, loading
2: instructions on the back. <laughs> I do the, I see. I always love the noise that it makes when you
3: open up the top of the head um, mm-hmm. of a Pez dispenser. Let's
1: see if I can successfully. I'm not going to try to hold up. To hold it up to the camera, because I think that yeah. would impede my ability to successfully load the Pez dispenser. Uh,
2: it's okay. You're doing it
1: just for me, anyway. Um, that's true. We're, uh, it's not being recorded, the video portion of this, which makes it a great podcast segment.
2: That's right. Well, you know, I mean, my millions of listeners, they can either... They probably are glued to their seat like me to learn how this tastes, or uh-huh. they can skip ahead. Um,
1: That's true. That's an option. You could even put a time code. This is when the special segment that might be uh, uninteresting ends.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of uh, Scooby Doo merchandise never really
2: goes away. You know, it's it's yeah. constant, even though there's not.
3: A it show on go. Cartoon
2: Network right now. It is a uh-huh. still around, I guess technically there is the Boomerang show, but I don't think anybody other than myself is watching that show. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a subscription to Boomerang. And Which that, I um, do
1: so that I could watch these bizarre uh, shorts.
2: Yes. Um, to the people out there listening, uh, you know, it's not imperative that you watch. The episode that is being discussed during a uh, a heavy metal podcast, but I would recommend if you're ever going to watch an episode of Scooby Doo for this show, watch Happy Birthday, Scooby Doo. It is something that has to be seen to believe. You can yeah. either do a boomerang uh, free trial or whatever, or you can. Uh, I'm sure there's a file out there on like Daily Motion or something with these older ones. Oh. They're usually out there somewhere. Um, but it is truly something very special (laughs) that you just won't believe. Um, how's it going? You got it in there?
1: I've got, I've got about half of the Pez's into the dispenser. I think that's enough. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to push back his head Mm -hmm. and there's a Pez coming out from his neck. Indeed. Hmm. It's like a tight fit. You can't really pour it out. You gotta grab it. Yeah.
3: Awaiting a verdict on bated breath here. It doesn't taste like a whole lot. Um, (laughs) There's maybe a faint
1: lemon taste, but you'd expect more sourness. Uh, No, there's some sourness coming through. It mostly just tastes like sugar. Uh, It tastes like a fruit loop, interestingly.
0: It,
2: that is not what I would have expected. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had a Pez in a very, very long time. Um, but, you know, it is a, a particular taste that has, like, yeah. synesthesia to it. Like, I can remember it to this day, even though it's been over, like, ten years since I've had one. Assuming that they yeah. still taste the same.
1: Well, you know, it's possible that this is from ten years ago.
2: That uh, is also true. I mean, I can't imagine that Pez, uh, you know, expire very quickly.
1: Yeah, or that they're like constantly making new Scooby Doo Pez dispensers. Or,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Happy Birthday, Scooby Doo, uh-huh. premiered on ABC September mm-hmm. 8th, 1984. Which, if you are listening to this episode, the day it comes
3: out was. 39 years ago. Wow. Exactly. This is coming out September 8th.
2: Um, Also, the anniversary of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The first episode is September 13th. So when this one came out, Mm -hmm. it would have been, uh, let me do the math, I think 25 years? 15 years, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That makes more sense. I was going to say, it couldn't have been 55 years since 1969. (laughs) Um, because the 50th anniversary was only a few years ago um i don't know the point is is that september 8th is when this episode's coming out and that's when the original episode came out isn't that fun okay Um, that is fun is there an established
1: date for scooby-doo's uh birthday like the character's birthday
0: if they yeah, ever were
1: like, i, I be... assume there's not one for like the year he was born but for what his birthday uh,
2: is. not that i know of if there ever were to be one it okay. probably would have been mentioned in this episode um i didn't You'd the think, calendar i don't yeah. think had a date on it we just know that it was a saturday that it was happening um right um
1: or yeah you might have seen the other dates but not the saturday yeah i can't remember Maybe we can just say that it is indeed September 8th, and we can wish
2: Scooby-Doo a happy birthday. Yeah, you got it. Um, It is something we do learn in this episode, is that Shaggy and Scooby-Doo are the exact same age.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which is
2: uh, So he's demented.
1: old. He is an
2: old, old dog. he is canonically 18 years old. So during in this this iteration if we but no you're right because this is supposed to take pace after that so
1: yeah i was gonna say he's kind of pat they're at least well into their 20s yeah he is a dog in his 20s he is (laughs) you know there was uh we had a neighbor at one point who had a beagle who the beagle did appear to be very old But the man said that this beagle was uh, 35 years old.
2: Uh, (laughs) Uh, So
1: Scooby-Doo is uh, approaching the apocryphal age of this
2: beagle. Googling now the oldest dog to ever live. (laughs) That we know of. Bluey. (laughs) Australian cattle dog named Bluey, who died in 1939 at age 29.
1: Yeah, that sounds right, because I think the oldest cat is, like, 36 or 37.
2: Cats live longer than dogs. Yeah. Um, But, you know, usually big dogs, like Great Danes, do not live that long. They're much more prone to various uh,
1: problems. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's kind of, like, a sweet spot where, like, the medium small dogs live the longest because yeah. you you normally say that smaller dogs live longer, but I think once you're too small, you're gonna run into inbreeding issues. Yeah. So there's like a a perfect dog size, like like it is about like the size of a beagle or maybe a little smaller, where that's gonna be the dog. Yeah, excuse me, that'll live the longest. Could be
3: not a great dane, definitely not a great dane. Um, so. This episode starts as the
2: pilot of a new series would start. The gang are driving down the road in Mm -hmm. their mystery machine, and they have a hotline inside the mystery machine that goes to three phones that are answered by Shaggy, Scrappy, and Daphne. And they answer the phone. uh, How would you describe their answer here? Because in theory it is sing-song, but
3: they're not really seeing
1: yeah it's yeah they're like uh it it's as if they do this all the time even though you've never seen them do this before yeah they do like a i do want to go back i do want to go back for a moment oh, sure. uh, one thing that makes it so that you can tell that this is a different kind of episode is that often a scooby-doo episode and i think this is true of that previous season where daphne returns at least the episodes i saw will start with a sort of introduction of the mystery that doesn't feature the game it's true this one does not have that we just go right to the mystery machine and this strange that's that's a
2: great point answer Um... We have to, I know we just got into the plot of this episode, but we have to take a break and discuss the theme song to the new Scooby-Doo. That's songs, right. Which is
1: insane.
2: <laughs> um,
1: it is... Yeah, it is the weirdest of the theme songs. It is very much uh, a 19,
2: like a song from the 1980s. It is clearly... Mm-hmm. I would say to to say that it is inspired by thriller is generous because it is ex- explicitly <laughs> ripping it off. <on. laughs> like, yeah, that's probably there's true. an entire sequence. Uh, yeah, where the where the
1: and yeah, the yeah, the the uh you know animation happening is also pretty strange. There's just like random stuff with monsters dancing it's very long yeah. it's the longest scooby-doo theme song i've seen yeah, it is uh which is insane. odd for when it's short episodes the 80s remind me did you have any uh context for uh what had happened uh around when this episode premiered? i did
2: not i did not po- come okay. prepared with that
1: because i i do actually have one thing that i know happened uh I think it definitely during this month. My uh, guess. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is the month that uh, past guest Andy Germuga turned 31 <laughs> in uh, 1984,
2: <laughs> September. Really? Wow. Well, happy birthday, Scooby Doo, and happy birthday, Andy Gurmuga. That is yep. incredible. Right. Really happy for him. Oh, <laughs> Um yeah, it is it, it is very long and when you watch these episodes on Boomerang, they are split into um into parts and instead of like, you know, being packaged together as they would have been when they were aired, and they play the entire theme song right. and credits in both parts. Right, um, yeah. So sp- Yeah, Yeah. which is
1: really annoying when you're watching a bunch of the
2: shorts. Yeah, and and there is no skip intro button. (laughs) So you're just watching this, like the Scrappy Doo show is an eight minute episode and a minute of it is credits and and theme song. And it's just like, I don't want to be doing this. Um, But anyway, speaking of singing, Shaggy, Scooby, and Daphne answer the phone, or Shaggy, Scrappy, and Daphne answer the phone with what is in theory a barbershop quartet style song but none of them feel comfortable with singing it doesn't seem so they're just sort of Uh like speaking in a semi-melodic manner it's really very awkward
1: kind of talk yeah
2: they they learn that there's been a robbery at the tv station um and Mm -hmm. they gotta go but scooby doesn't want to go because scooby is in the back of the mystery machine alone he has put on a, a Dapper Dan Music Man suit um, and is singing Happy Birthday to himself in the mirror. And um, none of them remember his birthday, even though he is trying desperately yeah, to they're, explain
1: they're it. They're to not him. acknowledging it anymore.
2: Yeah, he's trying desperately to explain it to them. He, he dresses up as a baby, and Shaggy uh-huh. thinks he's talking about rabies. And he tries to point to them on a calendar, and Scrappy just thinks he's excited that it's Saturday. And um, I all I can think, J- Jesse, while watching this, was that this was a very distressing sequence. It was so, yeah, incredibly sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they're basically gaslighting their friend. This is a man at the end of his rope dressing up like a baby to convince his friends that it is his birthday so that he can just get a little attention from them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) he thinks that they've got presents for him. There are no presents. He thinks that Scrappy has baked him a cake and instead he's making... But it turns out that instead he has invented flubber. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Really... I don't think the mystery machine has ever been larger than it is in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm, it is got full corridors yeah, that, in the kitchen. And yeah, stuff. that's that's maybe
1: your second uh indication that like this is a very different episode than what you're used to. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: for sure. Um <laughs> But yeah. Scooby does not get any luck with uh convincing them that it's his birthday, so he decides to just go along um, to yeah. the mystery where there is a vicious howling ghoul with a red skull mm-hmm. at this uh, at this TV he, station. Um,
1: not only is he a ghoul with a red skull, he is THE red skull. And so the fact that he's THE red skull means he must be... The only Red Skull, so he must be the same one as the Marvel villain.
2: I mean, they do refer to him as the Red Skull, capital R, capital yep. S. So, I mean, you're right. But mm-hmm. this must be the one. He yeah. must be the, uh, they're, they're fighting a, a Nazi ghost here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yep. But, um, yeah, he uh, made time away from his uh, space whatever to co-haunt yeah. uh, <laughs> this TV station.
2: Just to really um, degrade Scooby-Doo even more on his birthday, he is adamant that he does not want to take the lead because it's his birthday and he shouldn't have to, yet Scrappy and Mm Daffody force him into this this dark studio to do some investigating on his own. And this is maybe the most depressing, lowest point that Scooby-Doo as a character has ever had where he is in this dark room by himself singing happy birthday to himself and then when he sees other yeah. eyes turn on he trans he turns happy birthday into a literal funeral march for himself <laughs> like he is doing the uh yeah. the funeral song <laughs> before mm-hmm. it is revealed to him <laughs> that it, this is all been a ruse it is actually yeah. a surprise for him on his birthday which is honestly quite touching
0: yeah it's nice
2: they sing
1: uh go ahead right i was gonna say this is the point where they sing this birthday song which is not happy birthday to you no but not for copyright reasons because scooby-doo sang happy birthday to you to himself earlier yeah they just have decided that they're going to use a different.
2: Song it's instead Frère Jacques is the tune that they are singing, right? <laughs> Which
1: is yes, yes, weird.
2: Maybe they assume that, uh-huh. that no one could ever possibly understand what Scooby Doo is singing, so they they can get away with the copyright there because he's just unintelligible they uh mm-hmm. they really are putting a lot on the backs of uh don messick here as scooby-doo yeah it's a lot uh-huh. more more vocal work than he's used to doing <laughs> um obviously you know yeah. scooby-doo gets more <laughs> vocal as uh-huh. the show goes on but don messick yeah. was never intended to be the one Speaking in full yeah. as, as scooby-doo it mm-hmm. It is still the the yeah. the, the <laughs> thing. So it is, it yeah. is a little brainy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: a Little bit.
1: Yeah. He is uh this is the most fleshed out we've ever seen him as uh a real uh being with thoughts.
2: Yeah, certainly to this. I point. will
1: say I, I don't have that many notes on this episode. Uh We've gotten to two of them already, which is Scrappy inventing Flubber and the weird uh, Frere Jaca birthday song. That's not for copyright reasons. I have do have one note from before that, which I don't remember what prompted me to take this note, uh, but it must have been very early on in the episode. Uh, it's just three words: uh, "This is bad." <laughs> Really early on, I was yeah. not pleased with how it was going, and I don't think I ever, I don't think it ever really got me back. Like, I would say I laughed once at this episode, uh, and it's at the very end. I would not we'll say that about. I was
2: laughing at this episode, but I would say that I was extremely compelled with this episode um it had me
1: yeah it's it was gripping it
2: had me it had me yeah. in its grasp
1: <laughs> yeah i think that is true
2: um certainly all... compared to the past 10 years of scooby-doo at this point this is <laughs> sure certainly. they're doing a lot here <laughs> um yeah not only is it a surprise birthday party for scooby-doo but it's a double surprise in that we mm-hmm. introduced to Mark Weekendale, who is here to present Scooby-Doo on the TV show Here Is Your Life.
1: Is this a real TV show, or did they just make this up? There
2: is a real show called This Is Your Life. It um, was okay. a very popular British show where yeah. they would have, they would surprise somebody at their, when they weren't expecting it, and say, this is your life, so-and-so. Sometimes it would be Celebrities, uh-huh. but other times it'd be just people who have lived interesting uh-huh. lives. So like they had like a sure. Holocaust survivor, or like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all these different people on that show. Um, okay, okay. And it was this format: they bring them onto the set, and they'd have people from their past show up and explain various things that happened to them that were remarkable. Right. Um, uh huh.
1: This one though is also a clip show. Uh, yes. which where the clips come from is truly baffling.
2: Yes, uh, you yeah. know.
1: Especially when you get to a clip of uh baby Scooby and baby Shaggy apparently in danger. Who is the <laughs> passive observer? It, it's uh, a passive yeah. observer. Why can't I say observer? That's the word. Uh Yeah, who is videotaping them? uh and not
2: helping them it's a it's a great question um scooby-doo is not prepared for this they put him in mm-hmm. in uh king's robes and he faints yeah and uh the director milos yes. bender is very upset with that and scooby-doo yeah. is not not taking to the surprise well which is like surely they mm-hmm. expected that this was a possibility <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. surely yeah that has happened before yeah um uh-huh but yeah
1: milos bender is a great director name it really
2: is uh, it's it's
1: i don't stuff. know if they're intentionally playing off of milos foreman yeah no, it's i was not wondering where, where they would go from uh foreman to bender it's not uh, a, it's
2: not yeah. a one-to-one comparison <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there's not really any similarities other than their first names both being
2: milos but you're right. I mean, you're right. We do have to talk about the first clip that is shown, which is Baby Shaggy and Scooby, which is simply yes. world-breaking and baffling and insane.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: It's just their heads on the bodies of babies. Yes,
2: they're they did not draw any head. They're in a bird bath
3: playing <laughs> patty cake and. On Messick as as Scooby Doo, but as
2: baby Scooby Doo, doing the Patty Cake song is the most haunting, <laughs> gruesome thing. Uh, it just is. It it was absolutely demented. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get we find out that this is actually, as far as I'm aware, this is the only time in all 50 years, that they have attempted to explain why Shaggy and Scooby are so afraid of everything.
3: And it is because they're... they had
2: serious childhood trauma. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They appear to live in a house full of monsters. It's inexplicable, Mm -hmm. and is maybe a joke, but doesn't play like one, and is really very sad and weird and and bizarre (laughs) yeah (laughs) i did i just had the
1: thought what would some someone make of it if they weren't familiar with scooby-doo at all and you just showed them this episode and said this is (laughs) scooby-doo this is an episode from the middle of a 50 year long (laughs) tv show What would they think had come before? What would they think came after? Certainly, certainly they would think that this Red Skull, who we'll get to in a little bit, is referencing a previous episode of the show, which it is not.
2: Yeah, yeah. They would go, "Oh, well, the Red Skull's like the uh, the Dick Dastardly or something, or the Skeletor." Yeah, of the they're show. like, "Oh, that's cool. <laughs> they're they're doing a a reference to an old
1: episode. They're bringing back a villain from a previous episode and referencing that previous
2: episode." When in fact, that is uh, not the case no. at all. No. Um,
1: they just brought in a marvel villain for the first time speaking of the red skull and uh, made up Baxter
2: yeah he's there yeah. to attempt to kill Scooby Doo multiple yes. times he his first attempt is to drop a light on his head which is is
0: mm-hmm.
2: narrowly avoided um and then we just go back to the the TV show <laughs> yeah yes this kind of thing has happened on multiple different kinds of shows like like a lot of detective shows or whatever might have an, an episode at like a movie set or something like that and Hmm. i gotta assume that as soon as there's one accident on set that shuts down filming for the day right like yeah i think so there there are lots of especially if
1: someone's (laughs) almost killed yeah exactly
2: um
1: (laughs) especially if it's the talent
2: yeah exactly exactly Especially if it's supposed to be a sentimental, fun thing, and it's now been uh, disrupted by a murder attempt on mm-hmm. the main subject. Yeah, um, but uh, the show must go on.
1: Exactly, and it
2: does. <laughs> says Bender. Uh, yeah, we are introduced to our first special guest, and mm-hmm. I thought this was so funny because you know they go up to the the figure behind a. A tarpin mm-hmm. or something, and uh, they say, "Scooby, do you recognize this voice?" Yes. And the voice says, "Jinkies!" But it is not. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. <laughs> the classic uh, Velma voice. This is. Um,
1: that was. Yeah, that was my thought. Was I was like obviously it's velma but that doesn't sound like velma clearly they've brought in a new voice actor. yeah this
2: is marla frumpkin who only voiced okay. velma during these special episodes of the new scooby-doo mysteries mm-hmm. and i think
0: mm-hmm. does a
2: very bad job i don't like her voice <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah it gets a little less distracting as the episode goes on obviously this is a particularly bad way to introduce I just her. thought
2: it was so funny to go, do you remember this voice? And then it to not be the voice. you yeah. remember. Like it was really, su- you do wonder if they're
1: intentionally doing this in a meta, yeah. <laughs> just a joke to themselves,
2: but I don't know. I don't know either. Um, it was really sweet to see how excited Scooby was to see her. Though. Yeah. Um, you have to remember, it's been so long, and Velma and Fred yeah. are integral parts of the show. Um, uh-huh. So this is like for the...
1: Yeah, I mean, his uh, his excitement, I would imagine, does mirror the excitement of the audience. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, we learn that the reason why Velma has been gone is she has an apprenticeship researching with NASA. Yeah. Which is good for her you know i can't blame her for not (laughs) it's good
1: for her an apprenticeship is an interesting way of describing you would think it would be an internship yes uh you don't really apprentice as a researcher but you never
2: know Um, i
1: guess it's about the same thing
2: i mean if it listen if that was your i guess
1: I guess apprentices get paid and interns may or may that not. That could be, that could Often be. do not.
2: I I also think that I would turn down um, going places with my friends who barely like me uh, to yeah. instead be a NASA researcher. I think that sounds yeah. much.
1: I would imagine that your glasses get knocked off less frequently yeah. Uh, yeah. as a researcher. People
2: take you seriously, probably. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Listen to what you have to say. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But Velma's not the only person who's back. That's right. Freddie Jones is back again. Yes. Very happy to see him. And uh, Mm. I I thought it was so funny because they introduced Freddie as being an aspiring mystery writer. Yes. He's aspiring. He's aspiring to write a book. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's been gone all this time, is because he's thinking about maybe writing a book about Well, mysteries.
1: you know, I feel like you could call him a, an aspiring mystery writer if, like, he's written mystery books, but none of them have been published yet. Maybe that's it there. Maybe be, that's where be. he's at.
2: But also, it seems like something you could do while doing the rest of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, That's
1: probably true.
2: Yeah,
3: um,
1: it's not... You know, people say that you want to set a time—sure, uh, set aside time each day for writing. It would be hard to do that. You
2: could we'll take, a, you could take a, a couple months off. I feel like it yeah, would be good inspiration. Probably. You know, like
1: yeah, you if would anything. think maybe he just—you know—he's solved a lot of mysteries. Maybe he's got all the inspiration he needs.
2: Um, yeah, <laughs> one thing that I was disappointed is that we don't get to see the reunion of fred and velma with the rest of the gang i would have liked to see that um that's true but i guess it's not their birthday um so <laughs> instead yeah scrappy and daphne aren't even on set they don't care anymore they're investigating what happened yeah. to uh um, the light
1: maybe maybe shaggy and daphne just talk to them uh on the phone all maybe. the time but scooby doesn't because he's a dog and yeah. dogs can't use the phone it's it's a
2: great point yeah also, they could be. They could have seen each other yesterday. You know. You know that dogs don't have that's very true, long maybe. memories. That's true. Maybe. Like that's true. Do yeah. this show with any dog. Yeah, I mean, my.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Dogs. I mean, I have a cat who, whenever uh, I come home after a few days, it's clear that she does not remember who I am. Um, um she, she might be a particularly stupid cat. But... <laughs> Um, the other cat knows when people are coming and going.
2: Uh, that's good. Yeah. So Scrappy and Daphne are investigating up on the catwalk. They discovered that there are some missing red screws, that this was intentional mm-hmm. sabotage. They now know yes. that this was an intentional attack on their friend's life. Um, yes. So while they are investigating, Fred and Shaggy are explaining the Red Skull curse. Um, it really truly would have been very cool and fun to have it be a classic episode. Like, it would have been just so cool yeah. if it was like the creeper or the space
3: cube yeah, or something. Yeah,
2: uh, imagine. Um, but instead, it is just this Red Skull curse, supposedly the greatest thing they ever did, which was this old lady, Mrs. Vanderweel bought a cursed diamond, which came with the mm-hmm. Red Skull. And Shaggy and Scooby were the, or, or Fred and Scooby were the ones who eventually yes. took down the monster. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And it was the butler. And that is important that it's the two of them yeah. that did it. It was the butler, Stuyvesant the whole time. I will say I I like the yeah. design of the Red Skull. I really like the whale that he does. I thought it was very good, very effective.
1: Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he's a good villain. They could, uh, they could have brought him back. Uh, he could be a recurring villain. I feel like, uh, People like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, other than the fact that they'd be uh, tempting uh, Marvel's lawyers more each time. Exactly, yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, So, Freddy goes to the bathroom or something, (laughs) and the the Red Skull returns and and crawls his way out of the TV and says, you know, Scooby-Doo, happy birthday, but it's going to be your last.
0: Stay tuned for
2: the further adventures of Scooby-Doo. We'll be back in a few moments. Time for Scooby or not Scooby.
1: Um, mm-hmm. hmm
2: So last time... I think
1: I'm going to do real good this
2: time. Okay. You did very well last time. Uh, yours was actually the first uh-huh. time we ever did this game. That's right. Um, so you set the, you set the precedent. Um, so what I've got for you this time is it, it, it's going to be, again, a series of titles... So my question is, and some of them will be Scooby-Doo episodes, some of them will not be. So my question for you is, is this going to be the title of a Scooby-Doo episode or a paranormal reality show? Wow. There are all kinds okay. of these all over, you know, Discovery and Travel and all these things that could uh-huh. uh, very well be a Scooby-Doo episode or not.
1: Uh-huh. So this is the the name, the of, name the show, of the not show, a ti- not, okay. not a title
3: uh-huh. of the episode. Okay. Uh-huh. Haunted Highway. Haunted Highway. That could certainly be either. Uh,
1: let's say reality show.
2: Right. The two, two, two teams drive ac- across America's highways and back roads, investigating cases of various alleged sightings. During the intro, Osborne states that he has had an interest in the paranormal since he was a child, and that the show takes a unique investigative approach, whereby the teams film their own video footage and do not rely on camera crews.
3: These are just the blurbs I got from IMDb for you here. Uh Uh-huh. Ghost to Coast. Ghost to Coast. Ghost to Coast. That sounds... I Should be saying what my thought process is, but it's it's very vague. this is this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Ghost to coast Ugh. I'm gonna say scooby-doo episode but i'm not confident
2: you are right it is a scooby-doo episode. oh good uh really leaving money on the table by not making that into a, a reality show um yeah when vincent van Gogh's entire body slowly turns to stone scooby and the gang wind up in cahoots with bogle and weird while fending off two overzealous fbi agents say okay. like 13 ghosts at scooby yes episode.
1: uh-huh well, the FBI gets involved in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. I guess, you know, if you release 13 dangerous ghosts into the world, the FBI might be interested.
2: Certainly, yeah. Um, it's a shame that there wasn't a Scooby-Doo show on in the 90s, otherwise there almost definitely would have been an X-Files crossover,
3: um, a la mm. Scooby Natural mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, right. Okay, next up. Alien Schmalion. Alien That's gotta be a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> While stargazing,
2: Scrappy notices a spaceship, but he's not the only one. Doctor Bleak and Hugo from the local circus notice notice it too and want to put the alien on the ship into their show. It's up to the guys to help out Xylon the alien before he's the main attraction.
1: Is that a short? It's a short. Yeah. There's a lot of shorts with there's aliens. a lot of aliens uh, going on. Yeah. The strangest one is the one with the where Scrap they go to a punk show, yeah. and so Scrappy's wearing a weird hat. Yeah, and the aliens look like Scrappy with the hat. It's just, uh, 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 it's
2: yeah, just terrible. Yeah,
1: stuff. I would watch a reality show where uh, some the, someone will go like, "Oh, that that that's an alien." Someone goes alien and aliens ain't real
2: yeah that'd be money on the table uh history channel make Mm -hmm. this happen (laughs) Uh uh-huh okay paranormal paparazzi
1: paranormal paparazzi that that must that that one sounds like it must be a reality
2: show (laughs) yeah Why do you hear this one? Paranormal Paparazzi is an American entertainment and lifestyle paranormal reality television news series, Mm -hmm. which originally aired on the Travel Channel from September 20th, 2012 to November 8th, 2012. Based in part on host Aaron Sager's entertainment website, ParanormalPopCulture.com, the series is set in a newsroom and showcases paranormal researchers as they investigate locations throughout the United States believed to be paranormal activity. So it is... It's TMZ, but <laughs> <Okay>. it goes. <laughs> it goes. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: I wish they'd laugh, but they should still be doing yeah, that.
2: Yeah, I mean, that one just seems very easy to make. They should just
3: bring it back. Yeah. Come on, Travel Channel. Um, okay. Dead Famous. Dead Famous. That's another good one. Um, I'm going to say reality
0: show.
2: Yes. The program searches for the alleged ghosts of famous deceased people. Curious skeptic Gail Porter and clairvoyant Chris Fleming take a road trip through America looking for the haunted locations where legends of stage, screen, and music reside. Described by the channel as, quote, like a sharper, sexier, and funnier Mulder and Scully, the duo visits places where celebrity spirits are claimed to roam: their hotel rooms, diners, gardens, film lots, and
0: theaters.
1: A curious skeptic and uh, a clairvoyant is a good dynamic. In general, you want your your voice of reason to be kind of curious. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah that one seems like it could be very insensitive to lots of people
0: (laughs) that's true
2: that's true lots of families probably yeah maybe yeah maybe you want
1: to move that dynamic onto a different concept yeah
2: for sure
3: doom service doom service Oh, like room service. Well, that makes me
1: think Scooby-Doo, because Scooby and Shaggy love room service. So I'm going to say Scooby-Doo episode.
2: It is. Uh, get a load of this one. Gosh. The kids are invi- are summoned to the Overview Hotel by Jack Marston, the owner, to rid it of the previous owner who died 100 years before. It seems that some of the guests are not frightened, though, like Sheldon Keats, the horror novelist and occultist, and Mrs. Van Loon and her invisible dog. Does it have anything to do with the Western Air Command base down the street? Um, so, sounds like they came up with the idea for a Stephen King episode, and then really did not commit.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ghost Mine. Ghost Mine.
1: That's another, that could definitely be either one. Ghost Mine.
3: I'm gonna say...
1: I'm going to say that even though Ghost Mine could be the name of a reality show, that if you pitch an executive on a show called Ghost Mine, they would laugh you out of the room. So I'm going to say that's a Scooby
2: Doo episode. Ghost Mine is an American paranormal television series that premiered on January 16th, 2013 in the United States on the Sci Fi Channel. The series features a group of hard rock miners searching for gold in Oregon's Crescent Mine. Two paranormal investigators accompany them in an attempt to determine if the location is haunted.
1: I guess the Sci-Fi Channel's executives are not as discerning as I am. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel, if you need to hire a new executive uh, because you fired the ones who greenlit Ghost
2: Mine, I'm available. It's not even multiple... I would not... It's not even multiple minds. <laughs> it's one mind. It it's a whole one show. mind.
3: <laughs> How long did this
2: show last? At least a season. <laughs> it's insane. Wow. Um, okay,
3: last one. Okay. E scream. E scream. I feel like I might have heard this in a previous. Scooby
1: or not Scooby, which would make it a Scooby-Doo episode.
2: You're right. I was testing you because that one was actually in your Goosebumps uh, thing.
3: This is the one where
2: Velma uh, takes the gang to a game convention and then discovers that she's in a virtual reality mystery game. Um, Right. Crazy episode. Okay. To the
3: The,
1: her being in a virtual reality mystery game makes me think it would be funny if there was, like, a an immersive theater-themed Koopy 2 episode where oh, yes. uh, someone is using, you know, the very, like, intense immersive theater where, like, you can, you know, like, involve people at times they're not expecting to perpetrate crimes.
2: That one, that honestly might be... A, a plot of a Be Cool episode, but I'm not sure because those kind of have faded from my brain completely. Sure. Um, yeah. But it sounds like something that I'm pretty sure they did a, a Murder on the Orient Express episode on that one, um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which might mm-hmm. be the same thing. But back to a another truly insane yeah. episode. The second part. Second part. And now back to more exciting adventures of Scooby Doo.
1: I feel like. A lot of the insane things happen in the first part, but the first part is really just all set up.
2: Yeah, and the si- the second part
3: is, is... I don't even know how to describe it, because, like, it, it in theory is a normal
2: Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. But it really has things that are just off about it. Like... The yeah, fact that... it doesn't work. And, like,
1: you would think that, I mean, the central idea is that the, the, is that the, the person who is actually the Red Skull, who we will say when it gets revealed, is trying to frame Fred. Yeah. Which is, like, an interesting idea, but it doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's just because, like, you don't dive it, Fred is.
2: Yeah, the number know, one like problem... He says
1: when he He says, "I have no motive," and you're like, "Yeah, he doesn't."
2: The problem is that (laughs) they they don't explain what, why he keeps vanishing, (laughs) like,
1: right? I mean, I guess he really just is going to the bathroom (laughs) repeatedly. (laughs) That's his excuse. The first time he
2: goes to the bathroom multiple times. It's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, Um, it's just. uh, Yeah, maybe Fred has uh, a weak
2: bladder. So the Red Skull has once again. disease. Could be. He's once again stolen the diamond. Um mm-hmm. he tries yes. to kill Scooby once again, uh, but Scrappy mm-hmm. saves him with his his flubber invention. Um yes. there's a lot of time between when Scooby falls to the ground and when Scrappy introduces yeah. the concept of his flubber invention, gets all of his friends to grab one end and make a uh, Yeah a circus trampoline for him. <laughs>
1: yeah Scooby seems to have fallen many many stories
2: it's it must be a very very large movie stu- or tv studio yeah. this is the uh, this is the Merv griffin theater
3: i mean you like you
1: see
2: it from the outside
1: it's tall but
3: not that tall um they the director milosh mm-hmm. uh, not <laughs> milosh bender
2: um <laughs> assumes that it is Freddy kind of gives him an askance look uh, once he re-enters after the Red Skull disappears. Um, and Freddy himself is being kind of suspicious, you know? Um, but they do split up, and Freddy doesn't go with them. He instead goes to call the police, because even though he is you know, one of the few investigators here, there are dozens of people in this building who could have called the police. Freddy's going to take point on that um which is good that they're calling the police early you know usually they don't do that until after they've yeah. caught the thing but at least they are recognizing this as a genuine threat
1: yeah. <laughs> um yeah so, i mean they do in the previous episode because they do call the police early but they are uh that's true they, they they're right. out of town that's
2: a great point but they're does, on a break
1: uh, yeah it
2: does happen in that's the thing that they've got in um, common um so they uh, they they split up. Scrappy goes with the girls, because they're the only ones who are actually interested in investigating. And um, Scooby and Shaggy go behind stage to look for birthday presents. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Scrappy and the girls find their way into the air vents, which break beneath their combined weight. And they discover... Yes freddie's ascot in the service tunnels yeah um and freddie shows up and and valma mistakes him for the the red skull but he's like no it's just me oh yeah i left my ascot in the washroom yeah and it's like you did and uh, what of course he goes, how did he get here exactly it's it makes no sense i don't blame them for being baffled because it is not a, a yeah. an explanation that less being framed that's a good point that's a good point um, I do just think it is really fun though that Fred is a suspect in this episode like that is
3: yeah, a really good idea that's a good idea yeah. um, um, back at the other end the other two are you know they get into
2: some typical Scooby-Doo antics they do a,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a fake cooking show with crepe scoobettes
0: uh Mm
2: -hmm. i don't know if that's the first time they've done that pun but it's definitely the last Mm -hmm. one (laughs) yeah (laughs) they uh while they are doing that or whatever the police arrive and uh Mm -hmm. and uh scrappy's like oh i got this i got the real guy and he tackles fred instead on accident yes um and this is when we find that the red screws from the catwalk are in his briefcase. Yes. Freddy does not seem very perturbed about this. He's like, I don't know how they got there. Um,
0: yeah.
2: You would think he would be more indignant. You know, like, I didn't put those there. Because <laughs> he's uh-huh. he's a smart person. He knows how it looks, right? Um, the cop asks who did this and a Scrappy and puts all the clues into his computer that he wears on his watch. Which
1: which I feel like is a thing that maybe at some point Velma has had too. Maybe. Um,
2: certainly in 1984, yeah. would, if it could feasibly exist, it would be the most expensive thing you could possibly purchase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It would be like yeah a million dollars <laughs> oh yeah but uh the what do you know the the watch says that it's it's fret it's gotta be fret um mm-hmm. and as you say he's like you know i don't have any motive
1: yeah and then the police officer's like ah it's an expensive diamond yeah that's the motive and it's like okay
2: but, but i love that freddie resists arrest. Fred. <laughs> he like is like yeah. you're not yeah, taking right. me. Yes, he
1: runs away <laughs> that doesn't usually happen when they try to arrest someone <laughs>
2: it's just it's really funny i was like wow <laughs> go, yeah go for it fred <laughs> um <For>. so <laughs> this next part i thought was quite funny which is when Shaggy and Scooby are up on the roof and they have this extended runner where they're like this is the safest place right. we yeah, could be.
1: Yeah. I said that I didn't laugh, but then I did uh, that, or that I'd only laughed once. This is the other time I guess that I laughed where yeah, they they like only an absolute idiot would be up here in this storm. Just the stupidest person you can imagine.
2: Yeah, it's really good. Um Naturally, the Red Skull is there, um, and yeah. he chases them around on this this stormy roof, and they get knocked off the catwalk. Mm-hmm. And he's actively like, like, like. There's no doubt in your mind that he is trying to kill them right now, yes. um, and mm-hmm. not just Scoopy, Now Shaggy mm-hmm. is a lo- is collateral damage because he is shaking yeah. the billboard that they are are. Clinging yeah. onto with dear life in this electrical storm. And, um, uh-huh. what happens when he shakes the, uh, the billboard, Jesse, do you remember? Uh,
1: I believe so. They are shaken off the billboard that Scooby-Doo is able to grab a bunch of letters so that the only letters left say, RELP. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, which, initially i was like is this just like a a little funny bit that that's how what the letters that happened to be left were? is it a wily coyote but the implication bit, yeah. eventually seems to be that he did this intentionally yeah yeah yeah
2: I, I i laughed at first i was like wow look at this like it's like a wily coyote bit it's funny um and then right later, like we cut to the uh the rest of the gang down on the ground uh as yeah just being escorted to a police cruiser he uh Mm -hmm. he did not successfully evade the police (laughs) (laughs) um but they look up and they see the Relp sign and they see the uh -hmm. the red skull so it is clear that he is not
1: velma Velma says oh it says Relps. scooby must be in trouble
2: yeah yeah it's clear that but but we we see the red skull up there too so it's clear that fred must Uh be innocent
1: um yes Uh they rush up but he's not innocent of resisting arrest that is
2: true. he did break the law there he clearly
1: so perhaps that's why he's only in some of the ensuing yeah. episodes uh because he uh serves a little bit of time for resisting
2: arrest as an aspiring mystery writer you think he would understand his rights um and not have done that mm-hmm. but oh well mm-hmm. yeah that's why he's not a professional yeah. yet <laughs> um, yeah but uh the gang rush up to the roof and they don't stop him. Instead, lightning strikes the building, knocking the red skull off, and Scrappy goes, "Hooray!" Yeah, <laughs> just like Jesus, Scrappy. Like I understand that he was trying to, uh, you know, kill your friends and everything. That he is like, yeah. you're giving a hooray to this this man's certain death. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But except not because he grabs on to. Uh... He grabs on to Scooby, or to Shaggy, because Shaggy's grabbed on to
2: Scooby. Yeah. Um, back in the, in the movie studio, it's Milo Spender under there. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Kind of a shocker um, that it's Milo Spender. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. But we're going- you know, like, what's, what's his motive? And he's, he, he says, oh, I just thought it would be fun to bring back the Red Skull and add some more... Uh, Add some more personality to the evening.
2: Yeah, but then Scrappy's like, but you tried to kill my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> are, yeah, they're like, no, 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 yeah. no. no. <laughs> so then we get the explanation that this has all been a revenge plot, because... When you say
1: revenge, What? Re, why would Milos Bender need to get revenge against Scooby and Fred?
2: Well, this is... I almost leapt out of my chair, Jesse, in (laughs) excitement. I was so incredibly amped at the reveal that it was a double mask. This is the point at which I laughed hysterically. Because Daphne takes his face off, and it is Stuyvesant the butler beneath the Milo Bender mask. It is the first double unmasking in the history of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Happens right now. Which,
1: of course... Again, yeah. would land even better if Stuyvesant was a character who we knew from a previous. Yeah, episode.
2: exactly. If this was if this was Jefferson Stillwall or the the anybody, just it would have been great. But yeah. Professor Hyde White, you know, anyone. But instead, it is mm-hmm. just Stuyvesant the Butler, so they could make a little the Butler did it joke. But still, double unmaskings really are always fun, and this was. Very exciting for me to see that they uh-huh. did this. I'm
1: so excited about this double unmasking that I'm gonna have another Pez. Oh heck yeah,
2: another lemon Pez right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Scooby Doo also gets Still a treat. Not that good.
3: Mm-hmm. They
2: dig into the birthday cake. um Shaggy says he can take the first piece, so he cuts out a piece and then eats the whole cake. Funny bit. And that's it. That's the, yeah. that's Happy Birthday, Scooby Doo. It's over. That is happy birthday, Scooby-Doo. An absolutely insane episode of this show that I had mm-hmm. had never seen before. I've seen a handful mm-hmm. of the new Scooby-Doo mysteries, but not very many, because they, they were not available to see until recently when they went up on uh-huh. uh, Boomerang.
1: Right, yeah. I didn't say this at the top, but the reason I picked this episode was because... Uh, when Boomerang was a network instead of a streaming service. Uh when I was pr- pretty young, my brother had a friend down the street whose family had Boomerang and they had like a Scooby Doo month and yeah. I went over that was I went over several times during that and that was when they were playing the real weird stuff. They did a uh, lot of
2: Scrappy Doo stuff during that time.
1: A lot of Scrappy Doo stuff. Uh it's the only time I've seen a thirteen ghost, I think. Oh, that might not be true. I want to say the first time I went to the emergency room, they might have been playing oh. 13 <laughs> Ghosts. Uh-huh. Which, may yeah, it goes along with, like, these episodes. Of, and, and, yeah, so I did see uh, Happy Birthday Scooby-Doo during one of those. Uh, And, yeah, it became, as I grew up, like what was that episode of Scooby-Doo I saw where Fred and Velma were guests and (laughs) they were on a TV show? What?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know what? I'm not even certain that I saw the second part. I think I might have also... I think I might have only seen the first part, either because they didn't play them consecutively or we had to leave. And so it was like, what was that episode where just... (laughs) it's all set up. <laughs> it was a very strange memory I had. Uh, and yeah, so I wanted to revisit the episode and it's not any less strange than I thought it was. No,
2: it is, it, it, it's bizarre. Really bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine having that as like a a, a fever dream, sense memory from when you were a kid, <laughs> coming back um, yep. this whole time. Yeah, that's that's great stuff. Um, we will rank it in a second, Jesse. That's right. But before we do that, uh, yeah, it's jinkies or stinkies time. And I thought a lot about what to do with this one. Um, the mm-hmm. obvious rat would be birthdays, but I couldn't figure out how to. Research sure. weird things that have happened on birthdays. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. So, uh,
2: what I've done instead is I've collected stories about various celebrities who appeared on This Is Your Life. So uh, every one of these okay. people will be people you have heard of and they have mm-hmm. appeared on, they had an episode of This Is Your Life.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, are they all British? Uh,
2: yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, no, there's one or all two right. Americans on here, but
0: okay. but... okay.
2: You'll have heard of all of them. All right. So, you know the deal, the deal. If anybody else doesn't, I've got six stories. Some of them will be real. Those are jinkies. Some of
3: them I will have made up. Those are stinkies. Jesse's goal is to figure out which one is which. So, yes. here we go.
2: Lou Costello, of Abbott & Costello fame, died of a heart attack three days before his 53rd birthday. Supposedly, his last words were that the ice cream soda he just had was, quote, the best he'd ever tasted, shortly before dying. Always ahead of the curve, the Happy Jack Soda Company, who owned a a handful of local soda shops, embraced the fact that their soda was the one that killed the great comedian. They hung his last words on a banner in front of their store, and invited people in to try the Lou's
3: special, a super sugary ice cream soda that is to die for. Boy, that would be
1: quite the craven act of capitalism, um, which is not unexpected. It's in the 1950s that this happened. Yeah, generally not unexpected. That... You know, you want to think that you can trust a soda company if we, you know... I assume this isn't Coke or Pepsi, one of the... It is not. A boutique soda company, you would hope... It was Happy Jack, yeah. Which I've not heard of, but it's certainly not unfeasible that there's some random soda from the
2: 50s that I haven't heard of.
1: Um, I'm going to say it's a Stinky.
2: It is a Stinky. I made it up. Good work. Well, I mean, those were his last words, I just went forward uh-huh from there.
1: right yes <laughs> um, okay okay i'm glad that i can maintain my trust in the sanctity of uh, soda companies
2: yeah yeah they've never done anything wrong Mm-hmm. betty davis's feud with joan fontaine is infamous and forever immortalized due to its constant homage in popular media or did you know that she also had a feud with actress Olivia de Havilland that did not make it into the annals of Hollywood history, but is no less intriguing? Supposedly, Davis was in an inch of getting cast in the film The Heiress, a film which won de Havilland her Oscar. After the ceremony of the Academy Awards, Davis allegedly hired a paparazzi to follow around de Havilland in her limo, while wearing a sailor's hat with a small controlled flame burning at the top of it. This was to remind Olivia of her father, the naval captain who had died three weeks earlier in a house fire.
1: That's... That's fascinating. Um, Betty and Joan feud. Whatever, the Ryan Murphy show. Oh, you didn't so watch it that one? So it makes sense that they... <laughs> no, I... You know, I don't think I've caught any of those Ryan Murphy shows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess not really my beat. Um, but... So it would make sense that there was kind of an auxiliary feud going on. I don't know why that's a thing that I know, given that I haven't seen it. Uh, But yeah, I will say this is a jinky.
3: This is a stinky. Ah, I made it up. I've got you. Okay. Four more. Mm Mm-hmm. Buster Keaton
2: was one of the leading pioneers of the silent film era and perhaps had the greatest death wish out of any person in Hollywood history. Mm -hmm. Some of his more iconic stunts included riding on the front of a moving train, falling off skyscrapers, and being dragged by a moving trolley. But the one and only stunt he'd ever been talked out of doing was his plan to rip his hat out of the mouth of a real-life lion. The lion tamer he had hired showed Buster the lion's
3: feeding ritual and Buster ultimately decided that it would be too risky to warrant doing. Huh. That doesn't... Hmm. It doesn't seem like that would
1: merit that much fear.
3: But I didn't see the lion's cheating ritual Buster Keaton did. This is where I'm getting into, well, we've had, we've had two stinkies so
1: far, um, but I know that you really like to mix
3: it up, so I don't want to think about that too much. Um, I will say this is a jinky. This is a stinky. Wow. I made it
1: up. Should have trusted my instinct that it was uh,
3: not scary enough for Buster Keaton to not want to do. Okay, three remaining. Okay. Jane Mansfield is one of the most iconic blonde
2: bombshells of classic Hollywood. A frequent rival with Marilyn Monroe, she was known to have allegedly had affairs with both Jackie... Jack and Bobby Kennedy, but this is somehow still not her most interesting romantic tryst. Jane was also in a relationship with Anton LaVey, the high priest of the Church of Satan. The man walked around in costume with a long black cape and devil horns and decorated his house after the Munsters TV show. Mansfield, who at the time claimed to be Catholic, was photographed at his
3: black-painted home performing rituals amidst tiger-skin rugs. That sounds very outlandish. Um, and sealed with the high priest of the Church of Satan. Um, I'm going to say jinky. That is a jinky, oh, you're good. right. We're back up to 50-50.
2: 50 50 and there's two left so you can you can turn it around
3: we'll see sir christopher lee Mm -hmm. you know that guy sir christopher lee was a spy for the
2: sas during the second great war he was in special forces behind enemy lines and destroyed luftwaffe planes prevented a mutiny of allied forces and tracked down suspected nazi criminals during this time he also helped retake sicily Contracted malaria six times in a calendar year and hiked up to the top of Mount Vesuvius three days before it
3: erupted. Lot there. Yeah, lot there. I was gonna say janky, but then
1: Mount Ves- did Mount Vesuvius erupt again in the 1930s or 40s? I, that's not something I was aware of. Um, I'm gonna say stinky.
2: It is a jinky, I believe. It was a small, a small around, But uh, okay. if you were at the top of the mountain, it certainly yeah. would have uh, not been good for you.
3: <laughs> well, all right, I'm going. Last one. Going you can still 50/50. maintain 50-50 here. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: Boris Karloff was a true British diplomat. He loved gardening, tea, and above else, cricket. He was part of the infamous Hollywood Cricket Club, a group which included himself, Errol Flynn, Lawrence Olivier, David Niven, Elizabeth Taylor, and others. Reportedly, one day Karloff showed up to play in the full Frankenstein makeup. He was the wicketkeeper, and when Errol Flynn came up to bat, Karloff let off a guttural, frightening Frankenstein moan. Flynn was clearly shaken and embarrassed, demanded that Karloff leave the pitch immediately in deference to proper
3: sportsmanship. Karloff obliged... But the next session, he came back wearing green Robin Hood tights. I simply don't know what to think. Uh,
1: This is almost at the level of, that is so funny that you would think I would have heard it if it were real. But it's not like I know a ton about old Hollywood.
2: Not keeping up on Boris Karloff. Not
1: really. Also, Elizabeth Taylor playing cricket is very funny. I'm gonna say it's a stinky.
2: It is a stinky.
1: Ah, okay. Um, I maintain the
2: cricket club did exist. Mm-hmm. I think Elizabeth only played okay. once, and then the rest of the time she was like, uh, like just hanging out. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but but yes, that was a stinky. You got three out of six correct.
1: All right, that's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. You know, a coin well, could have done
3: about as well, but it's not <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, people have done worse. sure. You know,
1: so, you didn't outsmart me, but I didn't outsmart you either.
2: It's true. It's true. So what we have left is. To rank this on our heavy metal tier list, and I've never been more interested in how. Yeah, this is, this going is to a real today. tough one. <laughs> because um, so, just for yeah. for okay. the audience, there are millions of listeners out there uh-huh. who may be listening for the first time. Mm-hmm. There are five tiers. Bottom tier is the rut road tier. That's the worst of the worst. Up from that is the uh, the wait what is up from that oh scooby-dum scooby-dum is right up for that i haven't recorded one of these in a Mm -hmm. while (laughs) and then the middle tier is the just another mystery tier that's the middle of the road Mm -hmm. you've got groovy up from there and at the very top the best of the best the cream of the crop is the golden scoop
3: tier now jesse i would like to know your thoughts first I think we need to create a new rating. I don't think it can be any of these tiers.
1: I think I think that in theory it would fall in the middle, because it is there's some interesting stuff, some good stuff, a lot of stuff that doesn't work, but the middle tier is just another mystery, and this is
3: clearly not that. I think I think attention has to be paid for the ambition of
2: this episode because it is sure. so much more ambitious than anything that they have done up right, to this
1: point which is why I'm yeah. saying it can't be just another mystery but as I yeah. said the first note that I took was this is bad Yeah so I yeah. think it's, if it's we're a, not going to yeah. create a new rating I think it has to go down and not
3: up, but Scooby Dumb is a tough thing to give it. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Maybe we can rename the middle of the road. Wow,
1: we're gonna rename it. All
2: right, we could we could? Because uh, I think we have to we have to split the difference yeah, here.
1: I think so. What if this um, was just a special? A special one where this one is, it's still in the middle, but we say it's not just another mystery.
2: That's a good one. I like that, Okay, uh, Jesse. I like that. All it. right. Because um, it is truly anything mm-hmm. but. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Special award. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really being a, a, a canned jury. That's right.
1: right now, We've made up our <laughs> own tier.
2: This is the not just another mystery uh-huh. tier being awarded yeah, to it's the Happy
1: birthday, Scooby Doo. It's the whatever anniversary. Uh, it's the happy birthday, not just another mystery tier. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Jesse, mm-hmm. you came back. I did because I love this podcast. I've listened to every episode.
2: That is very kind. I appreciate it greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you will come back at some other
1: Absolutely. Point in the future, Absolutely. I feel like um, maybe even, you know, I, I've had ideas. It would be fascinating to come
2: back and talk about a shorts package. Uh, I, think we, I think you may be the only person willing to do that. Maybe. <laughs> we might have to do that.
1: Or, so you know, so it would be might, nice to do yeah. one of those "What's New" episodes that I remember from my childhood, and uh, I think I've yeah. said before that, you know, I think a lot of people are vying for the cyber chase episode, but I'm not only willing, I'm not, I not only am one of those people. I'm entirely willing to share it if you're willing to have multiple guests.
2: We will have to cross that yes, bridge, yes, of course, when we come to it
3: but but yes i'll be back i mean yeah of course of course um so we i mean we we, we made it what uh-huh. do you got what do you got to plug for the people
1: Jessamy? yeah so i am one of the co-hosts of the can i kick it podcast uh where we talk about film festivals uh uh, you can hear Ethan on that podcast as we're recording. We're just about to release our episode on uh, the Gray Knight and Excalibur, where Ethan came on and we had a great time. Uh, you can hear. It was an honor. Yeah, to
2: it was. Be invited, that was it's
1: it's uh, a great episode. Uh, you can hear other guests like uh, Will Hines. Andy is on and that Griffin episode. New, Griffin Newman, yes, Andy. Uh, is one of my
0: co-hosts. Ruger.
2: Uh, Colin as well.
1: Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. At some point
2: I'll I'll get Emilio onto yep. the show. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, and
1: also uh, on September eighth, as this episode is being released, uh, I will be on a plane to Toronto to cover the Toronto Film Festival for Can I Kick It? So Uh, if you're interested in that festival where you'll have, uh, you know, uh, some big world premieres and some big movies from other festivals like Cannes and Venice and Telluride, uh, you know, movies like, uh, uh, Celine Sayama's new movie, Rusuke Hamaguchi's new movie, if you liked, uh, Saka 1 and 2, which is a movie I really love, uh, the new Edgar Wright I'll try and see, Ah, uh, the Spencer bio, the the Diana Princess Diana biopic, Spencer starring Kristen Stewart. Uh, all sorts of movies that I'll try and cover. Uh, we'll have a few episodes. I think they're going to mostly be bonus episodes about that festival, out during and after the festival. I'm really excited for that coverage. We should have some fun guests. Uh, yeah, listen to that.
3: I, yeah,
2: I mean, I will not be at Toronto, but mm-hmm. I will be listening to that podcast for sure, because mm-hmm. I love Can I Kick It? Well, thank and you. And I'm very happy that you have returned to this show. Yeah, I'm you. very pleased I, to be the first only, guest. could only thank you for, for your time. Oh, um, yeah.
0: You're very welcome. Do you thank have you any... No
2: problem. Do you have any social media that you might want the people to follow you on? Yes, you can
1: follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd at JCP Glick Weber. Weber has two B's.
0: Uh,
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead
2: and do that. Um, If you would like to follow me, you can follow me at The Real Brundine on Twitter. You can follow the show at Heavy Metal Pod on Twitter. If you like the show, please follow the RSS feed and tell your friends about it. it is a week- this is a weekly show. Every week we go to a different era of Scooby-Doo and cover a different episode. Um, and the guest chair rotates all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can say to the people who have listened to this episode is a heartfelt thank you. Thank you so much for your time, for listening to this. And to all you meddling kids out there, Remember to stay groovy.
0: Ooh, I got time to make my mind up Love, yes, be sure I like what I can see. <laughs>